0: Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm Joe Melendrez and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. So welcome to episode eight. Our theme today is go with God. So what's going on in your life? What has God been up to? Well, for me, I've been on the road a lot and I've been so excited and so thankful. I went and did a Hispanic youth conference in Milwaukee. Then was part of this event called Holy Fire, a middle school event. Um, we did an event in Ohio, and then we did two events in Chicago. And then tomorrow, I'm headed out to Canada for some ministry. So thankful uh, to minister to all of these young people and praying for everybody who brought them to the event, their parents. Um, if you came to the event, thank you so much. Just know that God loves you, and he's got a plan for your life. You know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We've had so much positive feedback. A special shout out to Chandler Miller listening in from Vallejo, California. Chandler is an incredibly talented young man. I've known him since he was in sixth grade and now he's going to be graduating from college. So thanks for tuning in Chandler and thanks for being a disciple of Jesus. Lately, I've been reflecting on introducing Jesus to others. I've been thinking a lot about You know, if we're supposed to make disciples, that's our mission. We first need to know Jesus. You know, it says in scripture, Jesus said this in John 8 31, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. So it made me think that, well, first off, we got to get into God's word. Take time to get to know Jesus, almost go on dates with Jesus, Uh, have meetings with Jesus, drink coffee with Jesus, work out with Jesus. Eat with Jesus. Um, recently I was in Chicago and I ordered some deep dish pizza. It was late night, and we ordered this pizza. I was with my my DJ style, and uh, the gentleman who delivered it. It was about eleven thirty p.m. And uh, I opened the door. Um, he's like, "It's thirty three dollars." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Give it to him," and uh, I, I give him a little tip as well. And I said, "Blessings to you, sir." And he's like, "You know him," and I was like, "Yes, I do." he's like, he's good. And I'm like, he is so good. He got super excited. And he was like, yes, he's good. He was talking about God. Now look, picture this. I'm in my pajamas. I'm, I'm answering the door. Um, I don't I'm not wearing any Jesus hats or anything like that, but he knew that I knew God. He sensed God in me somehow, some way. And I sensed God in him. As soon as he recognized it, he knew who I was talking about. We're talking about God. Imagine that, like if when people met us, they could like know that you know and love God. Like that's so powerful and so incredible. So he was so pumped um, to know that we were connected in God. And I just want to you to know we're all in Christ and he is so good and we got to let him out. We got to showcase who God is in our life. Amen. Amen. Well, today's mission tip is brought to you by Hallow. Hallow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app to help you find peace and grow on your spiritual journey. I literally use this every day. I can choose to do a 5-minute meditation, a 10-minute or even a 15-minute meditation. Literally after I go in my prayer time uh, in the Adoration Chapel, I'll, I'll go into my car, I'll, I'll turn it on, and I'll meditate. It's so awesome. I've used this on retreats to teach teens how to, to meditate. And I love love using it and sharing with people. In fact, if you go to HALO.app and use discount code mission you can get three months free to try this app. Feel free to check out the Hallow app. It's incredible. So today's mission tip. God didn't make you one way to use you another way. If we want to go with God, we got to go with how he made us. To think he has a specific role for each of us is incredible. We all had different gifts he provided for us, but we have to use these gifts for his glory. However, sometimes we can be attracted to other people and the gifts that they have, and we might want to emulate them or imitate them. But essentially. God wants you to be exactly who he made you to be. He wants you to be you. So reflect on that this week. Get to know you. Sounds kind of wild. You're like, well, Joe, this is deep, you know, but, you know, get to know yourself. And sometimes you might not even see things that other people see. So maybe find a trustworthy friend and say, hey, you know, what, what gifts do you see in me? How do you think I can glorify God? Who do you think God made me to be? Just talk to them, reflect on that. You know, and, and maybe even take some time in prayer and really ask God, God, what direction do you want me to go? You know, if we're going to go with God, we got to trust God in all things that we do. No, he's, he's providing opportunities for you. He's going to provide friends for you, food for you. He's going to take care of you. However, sometimes we can, uh, you know, have big dreams and we want to think big and do big things. And you know, that's, that's great. But listen, you got to let God give you that vision. Sometimes you got to be like, you know, small things matter. For example, like serving your family or taking out the trash or buying someone coffee or spending time with a loved one. These things matter and you can do it. So remember, God didn't make you one way to use you another way. Next up is Word of the Day featuring my father-in-law, Paul Nader. Following that is an interview with the hobo for Christ, Meg Hunter Kilmer. Then we have a segment called Break It Down, where we'll be talking about a special event that you want to be a part of called Claim Your Campus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mission-Driven Podcast, let's go with God. All right, Mission-Driven Podcast, welcome to Word of the Day. We're going to be breaking down scripture for you through the SOAP method, which stands for Scripture observation, application, and prayer. And today we're joined by a special guest, my father-in-law, Paul Nader. How you doing? I'm doing great, it's great to be with you, Joe. Hey, thanks for coming through the Mission Driven Studios in Simi Valley. Um, We got an awesome verse here, this is a big one. Um, People may have heard it before, but we're just gonna, our theme today is go with God and really felt this
1: this verse is all about that theme. So, Dad, you mind reading it for me? Sure, here it goes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight so good proverbs 3 verses 5
0: through 6. what i observed from this i feel god's calling me to trust big time um, with all my heart um, that i am limited but god is infinite and I need to recognize that, you know, I can only do so much, but he can do so much more. So I don't, I shouldn't be leaning on my own understanding. So submit was a big word that struck me that I observed and that he will make all your paths straight. And I think of straight, you know, we might go one way, go another way, but God's the, the straight path is the path. You know, early Christian followers, they were called the way people of the way. And I just think of Jesus is the way and it's the straight way, you know? So he will he will make us straight. We will go to, you know, where we're supposed to go to our destination, which essentially is heaven. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm, that's that's difficult, not easy. But I, I love that it's, God's calling us to do that through this verse. What were some of your observations, Dan?
1: I think He's uh, looking to us to trust in Him with full submission and surrendering to Him. Not only we don't want to take for granted. The good times, because sometimes in the good times we don't come to Him mm-hmm. and thank Him and thank Him for His guidance. Yeah. And um but in the bad times, it seems like we're always looking to Him, especially through prayer. But I think it's so important that it's not just prayer; it's it, everything leads back to the Word. Yeah, I think that it's our guidebook for life is is the Bible, and I think that the Word is so important. And, and in this verse, it certainly. Ask us to submit and to surrender and just uh, rely on God and not not the worry. The worry is the part that is, is, it comes from the enemy. And mm-hmm. I think that we need to surrender our worries to the Lord and the Lord will help us through the good times and the bad times, especially during the bad times. Yeah, How he strengthens us in our faith and our relationships, not only with each other, but also with him. If we continue to just rely on him through prayer and go deeper in the, into the Word. I think that's so important. Yeah, it's so
0: good. But you're saying. I was talking with my friend the other day, and I was saying since really getting into reading the Word daily, it's just been such a. It anchors me so much in my daily life. And I always say it's like a spiritual mirror. You just put it up in front of you, and you're constantly humbled by what God has done, what He's saying, and that's so powerful. So I totally, totally agree with you. And I think. Before I was really reading the word, I was thinking to myself like, "Oh, I'm good, I'm fine. Like, I love God. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I like all this stuff." And then when I really read it, it's like, it's a, it's a check. I like it. God checks me, you know. Like, yeah. hey, Joe, check yourself. And um, it helps so much. So I'm so thankful for that. And trust. Uh, moving on to application, trust is such a huge part of the faith lifestyle. Like trust in God is huge. And it's 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 goes beyond just hey god i trust like i trust you're gonna bring the sun up tomorrow it's gonna happen most likely but trusting god with your finances trusting god um if you're gonna move to a certain new location that god's gonna provide the right friends the opportunities everything it's just a lot to think about especially once you get older and i feel we kind of as we get older we kind of complicate things as adults as kids, you're like, oh, I'm going to be fine. It's all good. I don't have worries, you know? But as you mentioned, worries and anxieties, those can, can stir up in us when we have the lack of trust or lack of faith in God. But yeah, to say, like, I'm, I'm going to trust you with all I got, that's tough. I mm-hmm. <laughs> um, said, God enables us to do great things, but it is not by our own strength um, that we must lean. We, we shouldn't lean on our understanding, but really just say yes and let god just take over for me i just want to share so this is like the first year that my wife noel and i have really been tithing full force um 10 of of everything that that comes in and that's a big trust in god because you know like um you know you can say well we need to save for this for that for our baby for uh, all kinds of stuff and that's like it's it's difficult to jump in but It's like it's that trusting, like okay, if I'm gonna give to God, God's gonna provide whatever whatever my need is, and I've I've witnessed God's provision since we've been tithing this year, and it's incredible, and that's that was a big step in trusting God for us, and I'm so thankful, and it's it's highly recommended, so you know highly recommend anybody listening if you're thinking about you know it's what God calls us to do, um we have to give give to God first, and He's gonna take care of us because essentially everything we have not ours right. it belongs it's, to god you know
1: well that's another aspect of surrendering i mean you're surrendering that part of your life to him mm-hmm. and trusting in him that he will provide for you and, and as as you as you flow out that that uh, surrender of tithing or mm-hmm. even just um helping others in any other way whether mm-hmm. it be to the poor or the homeless or or sick and troubled tithing is is providing for the movement mm-hmm. to to provide for more people to yeah. come to god to yeah. come to jesus mm-hmm. and that's so important it's so huge and in fact even in this uh scripture i think that i've found that god is doing a work in me i think the next step for me is to trust in him and helping uh, me see where i can mentor to people mm-hmm. and, and help people he's actually put some people in my life that are are opening a dialogue to me and looking to me and I'm, I'm prayerful and hopeful that God will guide me and give me the wisdom and the right words to say. And, and, uh, and, and ultimately sharing him Mm now and and what Jesus has done for me in my life and has grown me and continues to transform me. It's just an amazing thing that, that is not only through prayer, but also it through, it all comes back to the word. And, and if you're in it on a regular basis, if you're, Whether it be daily or weekly or as often as you can, yeah, you would just be amazed at how much those words come off the page and Mm. speak to you and help you grow. it's just amazing to me. It's like a
0: it's like a treat. Like God's word is like you know dessert with every meal. You know, it's just so special and it it fills you in ways, um, and that's so so beautiful. So we're so thankful. Uh, Thanks for your time and coming out and and sharing, Joe. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So uh, we're going to conclude with prayer. Um, so let's let's pray in there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, Lord God, uh, we just thank you so much for choosing us, for, for saying that, that we are your children, God, that you made us with a purpose, with a plan, and you're just requesting that we just trust in you, our father, um, our creator. We know that you can do so many things and we just need to be aware of that. And and jump in and say, God, we we trust you with all that we have, and not not overcomplicate things and lean on our understanding, but really just just say yes, just say yes. Um, if you want us to to do something um, today, it's different tomorrow, whatever it may be. We just want to play the role uh, that you have assigned for us each day, and say yes that we are here to serve you, Lord. And God, I just want to pray um, for uh, my family. to pray for those who have asked for our prayers i want to pray for upcoming people that i'll be serving students young adults and i want to say thank you to everybody who's kind of been a part of of praying on this podcast and and listening right now we're praying for you and lord we just pray for continued divine opportunities we pray that we may be rooted in you and may continue to let the word take root in our lives
1: father god i just would like to lift up Joe's podcast, and that you'll continue to bless it, that he'll be able to reach people through you, Lord, and that uh, you will be in it full, and um, and that he will gain strength and wisdom through you, Lord. Yes. Uh, we surrender things in our life that uh, we have difficult difficulty surrendering, Lord, but uh, we, we need to trust in you, Lord, and surrender to you, Lord, and we want that for our lives, and we also, um, we ask that uh, you'll convict a lot of us, most of us, all of us, to to the word lord god that we will have uh, time in your word lord and that you will speak to us in a in a powerful way and and will guide us through the good times and the bad times lord and uh, lord god i just pray that you'll continue to uh, guide all of us lord and that you'll give me wisdom as i learn to speak to others your your word and just break through some people that need need you so desperately and that they will be open to that lord I I lift all this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: That was Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Word of the day with special guest Paul Nader. Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. Today's Mission Driven interview is with a speaker, a teacher, a writer and a modern day disciple. She's a missionary and uh, she travels worldwide and has literally given up everything to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone, literally everyone. It's an incredible story that she has and I'm so thankful to have her on the show today. So let's give a big warm welcome to Meg Hunter-Kilmer, what's happening? Hey
2: friend, thanks so much. I'm super excited to be here. It's been a couple of years since we hung out.
0: I know, it's been, I don't know, five, six years?
2: Oh no, I can't have been that three? long. Three? Yeah, maybe three. Maybe
0: three, yeah. Maybe
2: three. No one was pregnant.
0: Yes. Okay, yeah. so that was, yeah, about three years ago. Yeah, because
2: y'all told me the name of the baby, and I wasn't yeah. to tell anybody. I oh was man. all excited. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so great. Well, so so you're in, you're in California right now. I am. Thanks for coming through the Mission Driven Studios in Simi Valley.
2: Yeah, it's super fancy in-studio guest. Look at this. Yeah,
0: it's fun. Uh, so what are you in California for?
2: Uh, so I have, I've been doing a bunch of different things. So I came through... Initially, I guess my godson lives up in the Bay Area, and Mm -hmm. so he was um, having his first communion. And so I was like, great, we're going to do a tour of California. So it's been a bunch of different things so far. I actually did a men's retreat on Saturday, which was awesome. I was just...
0: Do you do a lot of men's retreats?
2: I don't, and I was so proud of them okay, because they weren't like, talk to us about what our wives and daughters need. They Mm -hmm. were just like, talk to us about the gospel, yeah, you know, and like it's an incredible thing when men invite women in to talk about the needs of the women in their lives, but to look at me just as a missionary and a theologian Mm -hmm. and to say like, we just want to hear what you have to say about Jesus. I just was like, you don't get a lot of that in the Mm -hmm. church. Um, as a woman, Just
0: an open dialogue. Right. Just talk to us and share.
2: And someone looking at me and being like, you're, you're not less valuable as, um, as a speaker to men because you're a woman or because you're young. Like, Mm -hmm you know Jesus and we want to hear how you know Jesus You totally. know, and that doesn't happen to me a lot I get a lot of women's groups and a lot of youth groups and yeah. you know like sometimes general parish stuff but to have men who like it, it clearly wasn't even part of their thought process they just yeah. had heard my podcast and they're like we want her to give her a treat
0: and that's great like, and what's the name of your podcast
2: uh, Hobo for Christ
0: Hobo for Christ yeah. and people can listen to it everywhere podcasts are streaming
2: yeah exactly yes, at least I as far it. as I know let's do it
0: <laughs> so uh, speaking of Jesus you brought up the name do, above yeah, all names I love him um, can you tell us a little bit about your faith journey um I know that you know you you were you graduated from Notre Dame you were a, a school teacher um you had years of ministry and, and teaching and whatnot but can you just back us up to the to the God moment when did you decide yeah and tell us the whole process
2: yeah so I uh, I was raised in a Catholic-ish family as okay. most people in the 80s were you mm-hmm. know uh it wasn't something where we were like really running after Jesus, but we were going to church on Sundays and right. and that was kind of the best that could be expected. I think from what was, what parents were being given in the eighties. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't Catholic. My dad was, um, we went to mass most Sundays. I got baptized by a priest with a peg leg, which wow. Yeah. Right. That's exciting. Right, Man. I think it makes me part pirate, but you know, I'm waiting and I don't testimony think, often? I don't think that he had like a prosthetic <laughs> limb. I think he genuinely had a peg leg. I think that's wow. right. Um, Dang.
0: And you weren't on a ship. No,
2: Okay. no. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, so I, uh, I started, you know, I was going to church and I, I went to my first confession and I lied in my first confession. Yeah.
0: How um, old were you first? Confession? Seven, seven. seven. Okay. So yeah.
2: I was in the state of mortal sin from at least the age of seven, <laughs> which is you know, at least advanced. Um, uh, I guess there's that. No points for mortal sin. Okay. Um, and like mortal sin just messes with you, right? Yeah. Like you don't turn back from that. I I never knew that you had to go to well, confession Sin again. just takes you
0: down period. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So I was an atheist by the time I was 11. Wow. Um and I, you know, I was I'm intellectual and so I was just very arrogant about it. You hadn't okay. really like read a book or anything. Yeah. Um but just thought like you have to be stupid to be a Christian. So wow. I'm not a Christian. Wow. And then I I got confirmed cuz that's what you do, right? You yeah. know. And then I went on my. So you were
0: kind of forced to be confirmed, like it wasn't wasn't your decision. It
2: certainly wasn't something that I honestly chose. You know, I think if I had told my parents no, I don't want this, they would have been okay with it. Just going through Uh, motions. But I'm a people pleaser, right? So I didn't want my parents to know that I was rejecting this thing that mattered to them. Okay. Um, So then I went on my confirmation retreat, and And
0: you're how old at this time? Thirteen. Okay.
2: Uh, And it's youth ministry in the 90s. So it's a lot of Enya.
0: Yeah, man.
2: (laughs) Like maybe a little bit of the Matrix thrown in, you know, like it wasn't awesome in many respects, but it was very focused on bringing people to the sacrament of confession. Mm. um, And... I, you know, I rolled my eyes the whole retreat, gave myself a headache, thought everything was stupid. You were kind of know, closed. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so cool with my eight size, extra large X-Files t-shirt. You know, like okay. I, I knew what was up. Yeah. Right? Um, for real. And I, and they went through this examination of conscience and I was just like, this is nonsense. Like you people can't tell me how to live my life. I mean, I was like, I had drunk the Kool-Aid yeah. of this like secular atheist ideology. And then one by one, every girl in my small group started going to confession. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. If I don't go to confession, no one's going to be my friend,
1: uh, which
2: is not a real thing. No, right? but, <laughs> like but, nobody but cares. the process,
0: you know, the Holy fitting Spirit in, can work. <laughs> yeah. If that's what's going to take it. Right. We'll exactly. Take it. So yeah. I,
2: you know, generally speaking to go to confession, you need to have some sorrow for your sins. Right. Usually imaginary peer pressure is not adequate mm-hmm. for the sacrament to work. But apparently sometimes God makes exceptions. Wow. Because I, I was just hit by grace. You yeah. know, I just I started to sob and praise God for kind, compassionate priests yeah. because the wrong priest in that moment and I would have been done. Like I would have wow. been out and I, w- I would have been destined for hell.
0: So that was a big God moment for you.
2: Oh, huge. huge. I mean, I walked out of that confessional and I was like, cool. So 13, this is real and we're doing it.
0: 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, your life pretty much changed. You 100%. had maybe a, a, your eyes were open. You, you had a feeling in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, soon you're going into, you're going into high school after yep. that. Yeah. Um, so you go into high school, and did you did you ha- what was the whole like? I had a process of discovery for me, kind of a similar moment, young mm-hmm. age. What was that process like? Moving forward into God after you kind of had that realization,
2: right? And uh, and moving from those feelings on a mountaintop, yeah, to like a a, real, a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and a real intellectual encounter. So for me, there was a lot of research. There was a lot of reading. I mean, Mm. I was like, look, God wrote one book, so I'm going to read it. Right. Right. Like the, the church has one book other Mm -hmm. than the Bible that you really need. And that's a catechism. So I'm going to read the catechism. So I sat down at 13 and I read the catechism. Um, and I started asking questions and I fought, Yeah. like I fought hard against a lot of particularly um, elements of like liberal ideology that I was really embracing. You know, I was, I was raised a radical feminist. And so Mm -hmm. the idea of uh, women not being capable of holy orders was really rough on me. Um, And so I really just had to wrestle with all of that. And I had to ask the questions like, totally, is, is it possible to be intellectually convicted of this? And the thing is the church has the answers like really to every question I have ever asked. And
0: like, like you said, like you have to ask questions, right? I would, I would encourage anybody listening. um, If you have any questions about faith, God, anything you you have to seek, you know, you Mm -hmm. can't just be like, Oh, this is it. I'm just going to accept it. You ask the question. It's okay. Like you said, and most of the time you're going to find an answer. Mm -hmm. So
2: yeah. And if anybody ever like comes at you like, Oh, just, just have faith. Don't question like, find somebody else because that's nonsense. Like it is. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, we're we're a, an intellectual church built on 2000 years of the world's greatest minds. Like yes. there is nothing to which the answer is, oh, just have faith. Like that's not how Catholicism works, mm-hmm. which was really as an intellectual was a real gift to me that yeah. like, no matter what question I asked, even if I didn't like the answer, mm-hmm. there was an answer and it was internally coherent. Um, and so I'm I'm sort of progressing on this intellectual journey at the same time that this relationship with Jesus is becoming more than just like, you know, Friendship. Right. Right. Um, And I. More than just to hang out. Exactly. And I think it's really important for Jesus to be your friend, but like he didn't come as friend. He came as bridegroom and lover. Yeah. And it's not enough for him to be like a person you text occasionally. Mm. You know, like he wants. All no,
0: all the time relationship. Yeah. yeah. And he wants like. Checking in.
2: Like terrifying Hanging intimacy. Out.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. He
2: wants you to be crazy wild in love with him. And that's not just for nuns. That's not just for women. No,
0: it's very. everybody. Like that's what it
2: is to be a Christian. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily mean feelings. Right. Right. Like right. sometimes the feelings are there and that's awesome. But, right. you know, coming to a place where, where the Lord was more than just somebody who was an accessory. Wow. To my life. Wow. Um, and a lot of that was through. So I, I belonged to a really great parish that had a number of different youth groups and I was doing fellowship of Christian athletes okay. at school too. Okay, so I was great. learning how to pray and read so scripture. So you're an athlete? <laughs> I, uh, I went for a walk yesterday. I was pretty oh, proud did. of myself. Okay. So how'd yeah, you get involved yeah. in that. FCA so, is not an athlete thing. It's just okay. a Christian thing. It is yeah. great. Okay. yeah, no, it's just um, athletes. yeah. It, That's the name. But like, yeah, like you would look around the room. I went to a geeks and nerds high school. And okay. so like, it really wasn't an issue there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was this basically evangelical mm-hmm. youth group at my school. Right. And so we were reading scripture together and we were mm-hmm. praying together. And a lot of things that you see Catholics doing now, but didn't really see Catholics doing in the late nineties. And wow. so that was an incredible gift to me. But then at my church, it was so deeply sacramental. Mm. And so I belonged to a women's youth group uh, that you made membership commitments. Okay. And when you became a full member, which I did because I wanted to win church, right? Okay. Uh, you committed to going to mass every day. Wow. So at 16, I stood up in front of my church community and a priest prayed over me and I signed my name that I was going to go to mass every day. Wow. So I did.
0: Forever. Wow. Wow. That's, you know, uh, I feel like people that are, and I remember I gave you a call back, honestly, a couple months ago, speaking to my class Mm -hmm. and, um, we were talking about kind of routine and what your daily routine looks like. What are some like you things you must do. And I believe mass and prayer is one of Mm -hmm. them. So you mind speaking on that and and the importance of a spiritual routine?
2: Yeah, man. I think especially in my life. So we haven't talked much about like the fact that I live out of my car and haven't had a house in seven years. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but I live this sort of like ridiculous, out of control. Who even knows what's happening next? Life. Yeah. Uh, if I weren't committed to daily prayer, mm-hmm. I, I would crash and burn so right. quickly. So for me, I mean, since I was sixteen, daily mass has been non-negotiable. You know, wow. and it took since a couple.
0: Sixteen.
1: I mean,
2: it took a couple of years before I like really meant yeah. it. You know, there's yeah. like I have to go to mass every day, and then there's like, no, I'm gonna move heaven and earth. You right, know, so right. at sixteen, I was probably making it like four times a for week. Sure. Right. Still, that's uh, that's great. Which is amazing. That's wonderful. Like, praise the Lord for yeah, that gift. Yeah, yeah. Um, But now I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I can't come speak at this event in Japan because I couldn't get to daily mass the right. day that I arrive. Right. You know, like, because I just know myself and I know that if I start making exceptions, yeah. there are so many days when going to mass is impossible and I won't survive. Like right. Joe, I, I'm not naturally a good person. Mm. I'm not. And like some all people of us. <laughs> well I think some people like even being fallen are naturally kind, uh-huh. naturally gentle. Like my little brother is an atheist and he is a good man, right? Yeah. Like he's a good guy and he's kind and he's generous. I'm not by nature. Yeah. I'm um Uh, not insufferable because of the grace of the sacraments but if I weren't in prayer every day I would barely be human Mm. I mean I it's just not my inclination to be kind it really isn't wow Um, and I'm very clever yeah and when you're clever at other people's expenses it's really satisfying right so like I mean, I know that I need this prayer, not just because Jesus needs me and because he delights in me and because that's where I find like peace and where I can tell that the Lord is leading me, mm-hmm. but because like, I know who I am when I'm mm-hmm. not prayed up and Dude, I'm not going to do that's that. That's such
0: a good point. Yeah. When, when you don't pray, it's like the worst of you comes out, oh, but yeah. when you do pray, it's like, wow, I handle the situation way better because I'm in a state of peace right, right. now. And, uh, and maybe can you talk to, I, I mean, so let, let's set it up. So this is the Mission Driven Podcast. We're Mm -hmm. talking about God's mission in your life. And the overall mission is, we're called to make disciples of all nations, but he gives us each specific missions. And I think I was so excited to have you on the show because you really have a specific mission and (laughs) and a specific (laughs) calling. So um, after teaching, how many years of teaching did you have? I taught
2: for five years.
0: Five years after graduating college, correct? Grad school. Grad school, okay. And um, so then you felt called to do what?
2: To move into my car and be a hobo missionary. Um, and i I thought you know, like I had been teaching, I knew that God was calling me out of the classroom, and here I am, like I've got a master's degree in theology, right? Mm-hmm. so like that and a winning personality is gonna get you a second interview at McDonald's. This is not a lucrative degree. And so I'm like praying about what I can do. And this priest friend of mine, I was like, well, you're good at public speaking, but why don't you do more of that? Yeah, and I yeah. was like, that's cute, Father. Right. You can't just quit life and be a public speaker. Like, you He's, know what it is. He saw something in you, that's so yeah, important. Absolutely. When other people
0: see in you, they, yes. they speak into your life, you kinda gotta respond or at least listen. Right,
2: and so I took that to prayer. And it. I knew that in order to do that, I was gonna have to be homeless and unemployed. Wow. Um. And I am naturally very type A, very driven, very focused on achievements and accomplishments and impressing people. Mm -hmm. And I went to prayer and I prayed about this and I couldn't come up with a reason not to be homeless and unemployed. Wow. Wow. And I was like, that's gotta be the Lord because this is not, yeah, that's not I It doesn't I make roll. sense normally. No, you know, it doesn't not add at up. All. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I should definitely go back to my high school reunion at the number one high school in the United States of America mm-hmm. and talk to all of my classmates who literally work for NASA Whoa. and tell them I live in a car. And yeah. that seemed like a good idea, Yeah, right? And I was like, objectively, it's not, right? And if you find yourself really drawn to something that's contrary to your natural inclinations, right. you gotta pay attention to that.
0: Right. Man. No, totally. You, you have and you can't ignore. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading. Uh, I was in Atlanta. You did work in Atlanta too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in Atlanta this past weekend, and I used the uh the story of of Samuel and the calling, and he mm-hmm. he kept going and his to Eli is and you called me. I didn't call you, and it was God calling, but we didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I think so many times God's calling us through other people, but we just don't maybe respond or know that it's God. Right. And it, and it seemed like you kind of, you knew that it was God and you said, Hey, I'm here. Let's do something. Right. Well, And
2: I think for me there, it's the silent prayer. It's mm. that daily commitment to yeah. spending time in silence before yeah. the Lord, not like, Going because you want something, not trying right. to figure things out. God is not your magic eight ball and he right, is not right. your butler, right? right like right. he's your lover. And so mm-hmm. when you go to prayer and you're intentional every day, I'm going to be still before the Lord and yeah. just love on him. There's a clarity.
0: There is. Yeah. So amazing. And I hear that often with people that kind of do similar. Not, I, I actually haven't met anyone like you, no, but, no. but have people that do ministry that, yeah, it's an essential, the prayer and the time with Jesus is is so important. So let's set us up. So let's let's. So then you you start traveling. What's like your first few gigs or who reached out to you to come speak and how'd it go? And now you've traveled worldwide. Tell us a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, it
2: was slow. It was slow, which was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, because I was just a mooch. Okay. For months. Okay. And it was so healing. Okay. Because I very humbling. Yeah. Well, I I feel like for me it was. Humbling in in like the genuine sense of the word, mm-hmm. not in, in the like, oh, you're not that awesome sense right. that we often mean no, it, totally. but in a look at who you are in Jesus yeah, sense. Totally. So mm. like my deep wound is the conviction that I'm too much, that people mm. don't really want me around. They're doing me a favor by being friends with me. I don't actually uh, have anything to contribute. And then God puts me in this position where a se- I think in four months I maybe had one or two speaking okay. events. I okay. was just
0: staying. And friends. how old are you at this time? Twenty eight. 28. Okay. And, every, and how, how long ago? Like, so this
2: was seven years, ago. seven years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So every, everywhere I went, you know, I would stay with these friends cause I was just like, you know, kind of hanging out with different people that I knew from mm-hmm. life um, mm-hmm. and waiting for, for the Lord's will to manifest for things to materialize right. everywhere. I went, the people were like, don't leave, just live here.
0: Wow. Like our kids that, can and share a bedroom. So rare, you know, right? for people to just, Oh yeah, yeah. Just stay here. That's, that's amazing. Right.
2: Exactly. And for the Lord just to speak into my life you don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn their love. You already are enough. And so I think there was some deep soul work that he had to do on me before that... the like obvious ministry ramped up. And for me, you know, like I go and I speak all these different places, churches and schools and youth groups and random people on the street, but that's kind of the side gig. Mm-hmm. Like the real ministry is the couch ministry. Mm-hmm. It's staying at people's houses, yeah. sitting on their couch and receiving their brokenness and hearing how they've heard. And just like speaking the love of Christ into their suffering, um, which is something that I'm able to do because they don't have to see me ever again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so people are real, raw, and vulnerable if yeah. they know that they're literally never going to look at your face again.
0: Wow. Well, I, I'm I'm so amazed. Um, and you've traveled the world how many times? Just have you?
2: Man, so I've been to 50 states and 25 countries. Wow. In the last seven years, actually, in 2019, so mm-hmm. in the last six months, I've been to 20 states and 14 countries.
0: That's so it's unreal. been an intense year. That's <laughs> you know? amazing. Yeah. And and so like people find out about you via the Internet, word of Mm -hmm. mouth,
2: social media, social media Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and they just reach out and say, maybe we want you to come out and you go.
2: Yeah. And sometimes it's like, hey, can you come speak at this event that we're planning like way in the future? And honestly, I drive people crazy because I'm not. I'm not like a yeah. normal kind of speaker. So right. they're like, hey, we have this event and, in eighteen months. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing in eighteen months. Right. Yeah. And they're like, right, so do this. And I'm like, no, I could literally be married with twins living in Malaysia in eighteen months. <laughs> like I have no idea. So I usually won't plan more than six months in advance. Wow. Um, which is totally the opposite
0: yeah, of that's everybody amazing. else in Yeah, the everybody game. planning five year plans. Right, exactly.
2: Plan. Um, And, you know, and I don't charge anything so they don't really know how to handle that. And so they'll invite me to come to something. and I'll be like, oh, well, I won't be in the area. And then I'll write back and be like, oh, unless you meant that you were going to pay for a flight, in which case, I guess that's a different question. But it doesn't even occur to me because I just drive everywhere. Right. Um, And sometimes, you know, it's scheduled months in advance. And sometimes I go on Facebook at noon and I say, hey, I'm driving east on I-40 and I need a place to stay somewhere between St. Louis and Nashville who can help me out. You that's, know, and that's I, so
0: radical, it's, but it's ridiculous. so Jesus. It's so Jesus. So. That's what I say. Yeah. Modern day missionary it's that's it. And, and, you know, Jesus, he really sent, I mean, if you read the book of acts, you just like, I'm so amazed at what it was like, you know, once the Holy spirit comes through and then bam, they're just going, um, and it can be scary at times. But one of the biggest things I, I hear is like when people say, well, well, how do I share the good news? What does it mean to to be a make disciples of all nations. Can you speak to that and maybe clarify how to do that?
2: Yeah. Okay. First of all, I mean, you got to know Jesus, right? So like if you, if you're just like showing up on Sundays and then you're like, how do I evangelize? I love that you're asking that question, but like it has to be rooted in a real relationship. It has to be rooted in deep prayer. A big part of it is to sit down and ask yourself, what is my testimony? Yeah. You know, like, what's my story? Let me figure out the two minute version of why this actually matters to me. Because Evangelicals are trained to do that. And that is such an incredible gift. But this is like a part of youth group is learning how to give your elevator witness, Yeah, you know, so that so that people can hear not just like, oh, you should go to church, which is usually the way that Catholics evangelize is like, Mm. hey, do you want to come to my church? And that's great but like you haven't spoken to me about the way that the Lord has supplied the brokenness of your life. And so it doesn't mean anything.
0: And it may even take some time to reflect, write down, to think. I mean, there's times now- Practice,
2: rehearse in the mirror. That's okay. That's not inauthentic.
0: Well, I I, I tend to, I've been reflecting more now in scripture daily and looking at my life and I'm seeing at different moments, I'm like, oh man, that was a God moment, but I didn't realize it. And it's taken me, I'm 33 now, but it's in the vault, you know? And so sometimes reflecting can really bring out uh, stories and, and it's something that I, I kind of struggle with uh, when I was doing youth ministry is that a lot of kids and teenagers thought that only if they had a traumatic story yeah it was a story and that's not the case not at
2: all there's something so beautiful about saying you know what like I've just always known Jesus yeah like he's always been a part of my life mm-hmm. but I also know what it's meant in these moments of loss, in these Mm. moments of sorrow. I know what it's meant to have him and I can't imagine my life without that. Like that's a beautiful thing too. Mm -hmm. And to tell these stories, because people can argue all day against an argument, an ideology, right? right? A list of points. They can't argue against your story. No. So whether it's like a your testimony of how the Lord first grabbed your heart, or whether it's just like, can I tell you about this time that I really was feeling lost and alone? Yeah. And the Lord spoke to me, or like, can I tell you about this amazing confession that I had? And and I think that's a big part of it is just not censoring our lives. Yeah. Because we
0: really authentic on every aspect, not hiding things, like just being real. Yes.
2: Yes, and not not whitewashing Jesus out of our lives, so as to avoid making people uncomfortable yeah and that's a huge thing that Christians do mm. because we know like you're not supposed to talk about religion right mm. like I'm from DC you're yeah. not supposed to yeah. talk about religion if you're from Mississippi things are maybe a little bit different yeah but like certainly on uh, like in the northeast and on the west coast like you don't talk about religion that is not okay right Um. Oh, gosh let's not even talk about England okay right like there are places where like we just have this we've totally absorbed this and we don't want to be rude we don't want to alienate people we don't want to push them away by right. being like too in your face yeah and we don't realize that like people who love you want to know you. Right. And if this is part of who you are, yeah, they want to know that part of you.
0: Well, and the, the thing that's interesting is uh people may not realize it, but they're attracted to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, God made them, mm-hmm. they have the Holy Spirit inside of them. So there's this this connection that people not realize it. So when you come, I recently heard it that you know, um, you may not realize it, but since the Holy Spirit's in you, you going and just being present with somebody sometimes is enough.
2: Yeah. That you
0: don't often have to yeah. say or repeat that you just being there. God's present through mm-hmm. you. Um, and so you come in with that energy. You come in, you know, I always say they'll know we are Christians by our love. Yes. Like you, like sometimes that is evangelization. You loving people yeah. just because. You making, you know, good moral choices and people seeing your example. That's powerful. Um, Jesus can use you in many, many right. ways.
2: And it's huge to build that groundwork, right? Mm-hmm. To, not because people are part of your quota, right? But just mm-hmm. to love people authentically and radically yeah. because that's, how you have been loved, amazing. But at a certain point, we gotta say something.
0: We do, and right? we have to give credit always. Yes, um, and we yeah. got we gotta talk, and we gotta bring up his name.
2: But I I always think about you know like if you're a Cubs fan in 2016, yeah. yeah you don't care that your friends don't like baseball, you're not gonna shut up right. about that World Series. Like so you're good. not, and you're not gonna talk for three hours about yep. it, but you're not gonna pretend that this incredible thing hasn't happened to you. And your friends, no matter how much they hate baseball, are not gonna resent you for the fact that every once in a while you bring it up. That yep. like the day after it happened, you talked about it for 10 minutes. Like yeah. people get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we get this idea that Jesus is somehow different. First of all, it's way better news than a World Series. Like way, Better news, and and second of all, like it's not inherently alienating.
0: Yeah, no, it's actually, and the thing that's an incredible thing is the gospel is for everyone. Yeah, Jesus yep. is for everyone, and in God's continually inviting us to the table. Mm-hmm. He wants us to participate in His life, and and the life that He has planned for us. You know, and our our, our mission, and and even like you know, right now you're on a specific mission. Like you said, your mission might change. Mm-hmm. It might be a season. Um, and this was a great seven year, you know, run, maybe God's going to call you. I always said, you know, uh, having an umbrella ministry, a smokers ministry, uh-huh. you know, like are, there's so many, like, I always say like, you know, if I wasn't doing like Christian hip hop and speaking, like what could I be doing creatively to minister right. for God? And, and we got to be open to that mm-hmm. because when sometimes he, he's going to close the door, he's going to open a new one and you just got to be ready. Exactly. But I just want to thank you so much for following and saying yes to God's will, because it's not easy, especially today so many distractions, and I'm sure, you know, along the way there have been some, like, rocky roads or or maybe some attacks here and there. Do you have anything in particular, um, before we, we wrap up here, of uh, something that, you know, was uh, a trial and how you got through it?
2: You know, I think that I've got a lot of, you know, sort of dramatic situations where, like, Things aren't working out logistically, you know, and I don't Mm -hmm. know where I'm going to stay and I'm homeless in Istanbul while they're under martial law and there's rioting in the streets, you know, like that kind of thing, right? Like totally totally. ordinary Christian life. Uh, For me, I feel like the big thing is the spiritual warfare, especially when I don't recognize that it's spiritual warfare. The devil's best trick for me Mm -hmm. is to make me hate myself. Wow. And it happens often in really really intense ways right after I speak. Wow. Um, so I'll like get down off a stage and I will just be absolutely assaulted with the conviction that I am awful. Everybody hates me and people are going to hell because of me. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and actually when we first met when we were doing that S C R C Yeah, SCRC, uh, yeah in Anaheim. I gave that talk and I came off and I just felt like I was being attacked. Like cr- and I like went to confession and I like texted my friends to pray for me and I went and sat in adoration and I was just like, Jesus, you have got to fix this. But for me, like I ask people to pray for me, but then I have to go to the Lord and yeah. I just have to sit there and be like, Yeah, maybe everybody hates me. It doesn't matter because you love me. Wow. You know, and like maybe that was awful. It doesn't matter because you delight in me. You know, whatever disaster my life might be, I know that I am deeply loved by the Lord. And so for me, everything comes back To the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Holy Spirit, whether it's like, I don't know where I'm spending the night tonight, whether it's, oh my gosh, I'm so tired, how can I possibly do all of these things in the next three weeks, whether it's everybody hates me and I'm gonna die alone, you know, like whatever it is that's pressing on me, the only answer yeah. Is for me to go back to the truth that I am loved.
0: And and I love that you go right back to Jesus. Mm. You know, um, it's good to get good at running as a Christian and to run to God yes. every time we're in yes. that situation. Well, uh, so we got some fun questions for you right now. Uh, we got some rapid fire questions. Okay. So I'm gonna fire away and Let's you just it. give your first answer that comes to mind. Here we go. Rapid fire. Favorite flavor ice cream. Peppermint stick. Favorite color. Green. a musical artist you admire. Jimmy Needham. Favorite movie ever?
2: Ooh, silence.
0: Books that you've uh, that read that have greatly impacted you?
2: To Know Christ Jesus by Frank Sheed, The Practice of the Love of Jesus Christ by St. Alphonsus Liguori, On Being Catholic by Thomas Howard, uh, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist by Brant Petrie, and Modern Saints by Ann Ball. Those are my top six. Whoa. That was five, but one of them's two volumes.
0: What, what inspires you?
2: Oh. <sighs> the desperate love of Jesus poured out at every moment at all times.
0: Let's go. Favorite TV show. Mash. Uh, If you could have a superpower, what would it be?
2: By location. So one of me could always be napping. I mean, praying.
0: (laughs) God is so good all the time. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and close a prayer. Thanks so much for coming through. Uh, Where are you headed to next?
2: So I'm around Southern California for the next week and a half. um, And then I'm crossing the entire United States So I'll go uh, Salt Lake City, Colorado, Kansas, Minnesota, Michigan, Pittsburgh, Maryland.
0: Wow. And you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Your car doesn't fly yet.
2: Man, wouldn't that be nice? what What if someone
0: gave you a Tesla? Would you be down? Because you could sleep and it would drive you. I
2: like the idea, but, but the I feel like aspect. the optics mm-hmm. would be a little bit rough if I roll up in a Tesla and tell them I'm a missionary. <laughs>
0: totally. Totally. Well, cool. We're going to be praying for you, Meg. Um, you. And so if people want to get in contact, can you share your website? Yeah.
2: If you Google Hobo for Christ, you'll find me. Hobo for Christ. Mm-hmm. So I've got a website and then on there you can find all of my social media. You can find the podcast. Uh, I write over at Alatea a lot. So you can find that kind of stuff.
0: Cool. And your social media handle like Instagram
2: i think it's m hunter kilmer but the easiest thing is to google hobo for let's christ and just hobo click for the christ. From there. you're the only yeah. one out there the only one
0: let's do it in the name of father and the son and the holy yes. spirit amen you want to lead us yes let's father. do it
2: father we just praise you thank you jesus for the gift of your goodness for the mercy that you pour out on us we thank you for your son lord jesus that you look at us you call us good Mm -hmm. that you tell us that we are enough, that you delight in us, Lord Jesus, wherever we are and wherever we have been, we thank you that you've called us to be saints. And Holy Spirit, we praise you for having empowered us by your grace, by your goodness, for sending us out into this world, for the glory of your name and the salvation of souls. We pray, Lord God, that you would give us the courage to follow you. In the Father, in the Son, Son in the Holy, Holy
0: Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Meg Hunter Kilmer. Thanks so much for coming through. Glory be to God all the time.
2: Amen. He is so good. Thank you, for Mission
0: driven. Let's go. All right. all right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven podcast. I'm so excited about this. Break it down because we're doing something we've never done before. We're going to break down a special event that is coming up in July of 2020, and we have none other than Olivia Eckert on the line. Olivia, how you doing?
3: Good, good. How are you?
0: Super excited. Man, I am pumped about CYC 2020. Uh, please tell us. Tell us all about it.
3: Yeah. Okay, so Claim Your Campus 2020. It is a moment that we believe will mobilize a movement of prayer all across the country. Wow. So Clean Your Campus is a national prayer ministry already reaching 30,000 middle and high school students. And we just really believe that there is power and prayer happening in the schools because we know that there's a lot of hurt there. We know there's a lot of brokenness mm-hmm. and a lot of things that go down that students see every day. And who better to reach the school than those in it, right? Right. Um, and, and so God really gave us a dream of reaching every middle and high school across America, inviting wow. them to pray for change, because we've seen it change schools. Yeah. And, and what we felt God call us to do specifically next summer is to invite as many students together as we can in the middle of the country. We're literally meeting in Kansas, right outside of Kansas City mm-hmm. on July 4th weekend of 2020. And we are going to equip students how to go back and to pray for their schools, how to care for others and how to share their faith verbally. Those are the three things to pray, care, and share. Love we it. believe it will mobilize a movement of Jesus all across the country.
0: You see, prayer is so essential. If we want to be in the body of Christ, we cannot, I would say it's like our spiritual oxygen. Like we can't breathe without mm-hmm. praying. You know, it's like yeah. we, we have to be connected with God, we have to be in prayer. And I think this whole vision that you guys have that um, has been given to you is to really um, meet the young people and say, hey, let's start praying together as high schoolers uh, around the entire world, basically, so that you can grow deeper into knowing Christ and changing. the well, world." because prayer really changes things. It totally does. Um, so yeah. how did you start getting involved? Um, what are some of your things you're super excited about with Claim Your Campus? Yeah, so I
3: got involved. I was in a part of Claim Your Campus when I was in middle of high school. And it was something um, I knew a lot about. And I now work with them full time. And I get to travel and tell people the amazing stories that I've seen, not only in my own life, but in other people's lives. Wow. Um, for for me, our Claim Your Campus group, we, we met for prayer weekly at my high school. And um, we met right outside of my cafeteria in the morning. And I think it was a Tuesday. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But we met um, weekly and we... We're out in the open in the hallway. And the really cool thing was there were people who walked by and saw us and knew what we were doing. They knew Mm -hmm. we were praying. Wow. And I remember one morning, it was 730 in the morning, super early. Everyone's tired, but we still show up and we still pray. And and this girl I've never seen before comes up to our group. And you can just see the hurt in her eyes. And she sits down, just invites herself and sits down. And she starts talking to us. And she says, I know you guys are praying. And, um, I, I hate being at home and I hate being at school. I just don't know where to go. Will you guys pray for me? Wow. And, and because this group was out in the open and because we were, um, able to be there and and to make that stand to pray at our school, I just think that that girl's life was changed and we would have never known her before that. And I never seen her before, but we, we made a new friend and we found another person who needed to hear about Jesus. And we got to share that with her and pray over her in our hallways. And, and I just think that, um, what we see in the church, what we see happening at cool events or concerts or conferences, like those spiritual high moments, we can see that happen every day in our schools. Mm-hmm. And, and I experienced that when I was a student, I've seen that in so many other students' stories too, is like, they're seeing people come to Christ in the hallway wow. on a Monday morning, yeah. you know, like just stories of change that, um, I believe are happening because students are seeking the Lord in prayer.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I know if, if you were to bring in, you know, a thousand different people and talk to them about their prayer life, I'm sure they'd be, t- be willing to share like miracle stories, encounter stories, so many different ways that God has touched us um, through prayer. And this is this is really powerful, really exciting. So who can, who can come to Claim Your Campus 2020 uh, in Kansas City?
3: So we're inviting middle and high school students to represent their schools, to represent their communities. Um, so students are welcome to come, but we want adults to be there as well and to that help make fun. it possible for yeah. students to get there. Um, and so we are inviting 10,000 schools and when I say invite, I mean, it's open. Like anyone can come and be one of those 10,000 schools that we want to see in that field. Um, and so how to make that happen is an adult can go online and if they are connected to a student in some way, um, they know a school, they claim a school on our website, claim your campus, 2020.com. Once they do that, it opens registration for that school to be able to register so they can go to the event. Amazing. We want one generation leading the next to this yes. moment and to yes. this movement. And so yes. we believe that's really important.
0: Amazing. And you guys also have an app. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah. So when students meet to pray, we have a free app that they can use for devotionals, what you know, specific things to pray for. And we pray through four specific prayer strategies. That's grace, peace justice and mercy. Mm. They can go on the app store and they can get campus prayer. That's what it's called. And and really you just, you click how many people in your group that day. Um, and then you click start a prayer day and then it leads you through a devotional. It's an awesome resource for any student meeting, Mm -hmm. um, to know, you know, how to pray for specific change. Cause sometimes when we get in a group, we might be a little intimidated and we may not know what to say or, um, how to pray in front of others. Yep. But this makes it really easy for students to know, oh, I can pray for this because I've seen this issue at my school. Yeah. Um, and then it's also a great resource because you can communicate with your group on the app to see wow. where you're meeting and what time. Um, and so then you can stay connected with other students from your school. And then you can also share stories of what you've seen God doing. in oh So you can see so how students are praying all across the country on this one app. It's a really great resource.
0: Whoa, so great. I mean, you guys since since I first downloaded, it, you guys have enhanced it so much. So thank you for always improving <laughs> for the glory of God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't you're like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to get a prayer group going, start a Bible study, claim your campus. Campus Prayer app is a great app to get started um, and carry you through. It's so beautiful. I love, love this vision. So can you give us a quick rundown of what's to be expected? On July 4th, 2020, the day, the flow, um, the activities, maybe some performers.
3: So we are really excited. We know this is a big holiday, right? And Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an amazing weekend to celebrate, to pray, and to rally the troops together, to go back home and to make a difference in their schools. And so there will be concerts and speakers, breakout sessions with different ministries for how you can go back and, you know, take next steps at home. Um, we're really excited about one of our headliner artists and, um, that is for King and country. Oh man. Uh, we are really excited about them being there and they will be there on July 4th on wow. that Saturday. Incredible. Um, yeah. And so that's going to be, I mean, you don't want to miss it. It's no. going to be a really fun night. <laughs> They're
0: incredible. Wow. And I know that they were, they were supporting from the jump with this whole, the whole mm-hmm. vision, which I'm so thankful for that, man. It sounds mm-hmm. like a great time. Um, so, once again, the website is Claim Your Campus 2020. If you want to claim a school, um, you can unlock a school for somebody you know. Um, make sure to reach out to the Youth Ministry Program. We want to get as many people from 10,000 plus schools all across the United mm-hmm. States in this one space. Wow, it's going to yeah. be beautiful.
3: We're very excited and we're just anticipating what God's going to do. So I don't want anyone to miss it.
0: No. Yes. That's so beautiful. Well, uh, to to lead us out here, I believe we're going to play a song from Forking Country, the headlining act at Claim Your Campus 2020, July 4th in, in Kansas City. So uh, what song do you think we should uh, we should play today? Olivia?
3: you. know, since we have been talking about prayer, I think the song Amen would be pretty appropriate. Don't you think?
0: I love it. Yes. We got to say I believe <laughs> we got to say Amen. And we got to pray all day, every day. Love it. All right. Thanks so much, Olivia. Have a great day. This is For Key and Country. Amen. Performing me at Claim Your Campus 2020.
1: Count to three and say a prayer. Down for love and up for air. Underwater, over joy. Water for a thirst to sow. Water for a thirst to sow. Then baptize me into your love. Oh, my spirit's overcome Body, mind, and skin, and bone Love, I'm gonna make it known Love, I'm gonna make it known
0: Yeah, I'm coming alive with you I'm coming alive with
2: you
3: I was living alive till you I'm coming alive with you All the people say... i
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Thanks so much for tuning into the Mission Driven Podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode. I want to give a special thank you to Meg Hunter Kilmer for being our Mission Driven guest. Also, shout out to Paul Nader for Word of the Day Proverbs three verses five through six. Also, want to thank Olivia Eckert for joining, break it down, and telling us all about Claim Your Campus check out ClaimYourCampus2020.com. Also want to let you know, if you have any future questions you'd like to submit for the podcast, you just want to reach out. um, My email is joe at joemelendres.com. So feel free to submit questions right there or you can go to joemelendres.com forward slash podcast. Feel free to follow me in all social media at Joe joemelendres. If you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, and subscribe. It totally helps to get the word out and we really appreciate it. Shout out to our sponsor today, the Hallow app. Once again, remember, if you go to hallow.app, you can download the app and use the discount code Mission Driven, one word, Mission Driven, and get three months free of this amazing prayer meditation app. So until next time, God loves you and stay Mission Driven. Peace.